Hey, welcome back, everybody. Sarcasm Speaks. Uh, Jared and Bob here coming at you on uh, it's a U.S. Open final round Sunday for us uh, or just a regular old Monday morning for for some of you. Um, right out of the gate here, let's just let's just jump into this uh, this event. Right. So uh, we are watching it live our time. So, again, if we uh, if we run, run into a Jim Murray rhymer, you bum situation, uh, it'll just be good good for business i guess um but la country club um i think everybody knows la sucks right it's not the best place in the world um and it turns out their golf course isn't that awesome either so oof rico <laughs> that was a tough one um so a lot of people have been complaining about different things actually with the golf course. Um, so a couple of the guys, uh, Brooks Kepka and Victor Hovland for just off the top of my head, um, have both said that they're not big fans of the course. They don't think it's a great course. Um, I think there might've been someone else that said it doesn't really fit what a U.S. Open does, but I could have just also read that on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know. I know, yeah, Hovland's, yeah, I didn't even actually hear what Kepka said, and I just know Fitzpatrick mentioned the fans. That's kind of yeah, what I'm at. so that, that was the third, the third one I was going to get into was, so Brooks and Hovland said they didn't really like the course and the setup and the way it was. Um, and then Matt Fitzpatrick came out and said that the fans were severely lacking. So come to find out, I I did a little bit of reading on it and a little bit of research. Um, the LA Country Club is extremely exclusive. Um, even though it's in LA, I, I mean, I have no idea what the what the membership cost is. Um, I don't, probably like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or something ridiculous. Um, but they go out of their way to not allow celebrities to join their club. So that should tell you basically everything you need to know about this place <clears throat> is that it's in it's in LA, right? I mean, I know LA is fucking huge. So I don't it's not in the heart of LA, right? No, it's they, it's oh, oh the broadcast will tell you it's in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So it's in LA. You're surrounded by celebrities. Um, there's famous houses all along the course, right? Lionel Richie has a house right on the fourth or the sixth tee box or something. I don't know, something like that. Uh, the Playboy Mansion is on the 14th green, adjacent to the 14th green, I think it is. Um, the Spelling Mansion, like Aaron Spelling from, what was he, TBS? Mighty something Dops, like that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> um, Uncle Aaron. He their their house is on the course. These are all on the course or adjacent to the course. Um, and they refuse to allow celebrities to become members, right? They don't want their money. I mean, clearly said so they have the, you know, whatever it is, $250,000 a year. I just made that number up, but I'm assuming that that's probably in the ballpark. Um, so these guys are stuck up fucks. And 
So what they did was they only allowed, I think it was 23,000 tickets. Um, and I haven't seen details on this. I don't know if it was 23,000 tickets total or 23,000 tickets per day. Um, but no one really has specified. So what I've seen was just the figure, 23,000 tickets were allowed. And I think 14,000 of them were for um, like suites and, you know, VIP areas and lounges and things like that, that were like exclusive access, which means that there were only 9,000 general admission tickets. And so what the LA Country Club did was they bought some of that 9,000 general admission tickets so that not that many people could come to their course. Because again, they're stuck up cunts. Um, and just hearing all of this and learning all of this, I immediately don't don't like this course. I don't like for the people, right? Like the, I, I'm not a I'm not an architect purist, right? Like I'm not um, the guys from No Lang or no, it's uh, Fried Egg. Uh, they're like the architect guys. Like I'm not one of those. You know, I'm not going to go after this course for its layout, right, and its design. Um, truthfully, I, I that being well, said, I, I don't think it's awesome, right? I don't think it's that good. So Andy Johnson, who is the fried egg. So if he's going to be like our architecture sort of like authority now, I can't fucking stand him. I will listen to what he has to say generally. Um, And then I can tell when he's being a raging fucking loser about it. Dude, he is fucking insufferable. Him and Garrett, Garrett Morris, and they're both on the fried egg. Like, Dude, they are just so insufferable. Like, talk about like their ways the only way. And then they like mock anyone that thinks otherwise. So it's like, yeah, you know, they're fans of bifurcation, either bifurcation or a complete rollback. Um, and then they like mock anyone that like enjoys hitting it far. I'm like, you guys, you you guys are fucking insufferable. Yeah. So that's why I'll at least like listen to what they have to say when they profile a course. And I think Andy Johnson said that LA Country Club might be his favorite. It's either that or Cypress. So I'm guessing from like an architectural standpoint that this is fucking solid. Yeah. But what does that mean? Like what what the fuck does architect like what who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. And right, like like Oak Hill Oak Hill's a decent, like, decent architecture, but it's a great championship course. And that's, like, what you want sometimes. Like, this leaderboard isn't bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, Wyndham Clark is playing really good this year. Rico's Rico. Then it goes Rory, Scheffler, Shoffley, DJ, Fleetwood. Do you really have that much to bitch about with that leaderboard? Like, the names. Right, you not, don't. Not really. So it's like... You don't. I guess we're getting, you know, it's the best out of it. It's not Ryan Fox and, um, you know, Guido Miglosi, right? It's not, it's not like, it's not those guys. Yeah. You know, Michael Campbell's won a U.S. Open, Lucas Glover. Yeah. Um, you know, you're getting the Charles Schwartzel. 
Yeah, he won a Masters. Immelman won a yeah. Masters. So, yeah, you know, you're getting the names. And Wyndham Clark, based on his performance this year, belongs there. Like, I mean, he doesn't have the total resume, but. Well, I saw something on Twitter. I forget who posted it. Um, but I think they said in the last, on the PGA Tour, in the last 50 rounds, I think Wyndham Clark is the best iron player on tour in just in the last 50 he rounds. Fucking pounds the ball too. But yeah. Um yeah, so I mean I'm a little annoyed because I like when the big guns win. Yeah. So like I don't know if Roars has got a birdie putt to get one back right now or not. I like when the big guns win. I like guys who win multiples, but if someone's gonna like that's the thing, is like Wyndham Clark, he could win multiple. He's good enough. I don't know, yeah. but like you know, I'll be annoyed for a little bit, but the the big thing with the U.S. Open, it's like if you want to like pretend it's more than it is, like our national open is completely shut. Oh, there you go, roars, you fucking loser! Um, I'm a solid like ten seconds behind. <laughs> oh well, he fucking misses that putt probably by the same distance he had. He just stood over it right now. Oh, well, I'm in the future. Or you're in the past, one or the other. Yeah, I mean, like, so if it's going to be, quote unquote, our national open in the the, like, this is the thing. It's like, so I look at it like it's a major golf tournament. Other people try to make it into something this like, like poetic or fucking symbolic of more. Dude, this is like Francis. We met's not winning this tournament. That's not happening anymore. (laughs) Bobby Jones isn't winning the U.S. Open. Like, right, right. I'm I'm not getting hot going on a run. And making a fucking charge at the U.S. Open. It's not happening. These guys are right. too fucking good. Right. But if you want to say that this tournament, our National Open, where anyone can get in, and I mean, if anyone can get in, then anyone can win, theoretically, which they can't, but right. they can. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, if you have a 1.4 handicap or better, you can go to local qualifying, and if you get through local qualifying, you can go to sectional. If you get through sectional, you're in, and you play, and you play well enough, and you do it. Like U.S. Open, Open Championship. It's the only way you can do that. You want to you want to get in the Masters as a regular dude. You need to win the U.S. Am or finish second. Win the Mid Am. Like you need to win a legitimate tournament. Right. U.S. Open. You just need to play. 54 good holes and you could be in. Um, But then to shut out the fans, because people show up to rib. So say what you will about the LA area. Right. And it's like, you know, whatever. It's fucking fantasy land and the people are fucking stupid, whatever. Um, People show up to rib. Like rib gets good crowds. So it's no yeah. different. This is, oh, yeah. this is, this is coming from, the golf course. It's like three say, miles away from Riff, isn't it? They're like super close. They, 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 it's all LA. So I know LA is yeah. big, but um, like people would show up. Like oh, they, yeah. They would. So the and when I say the golf course, the golf course includes the membership because I'm sure it's member owned. It is. To shut out the public. Like why have a US Open? Like there's a reason why Pine Valley will not have professional golf at their course. Cause they don't want it. Right. You guys want it, but then like, don't. And it's like, you want to be this club, but you don't let anybody in. Yeah. It's like, 
You can't have it both ways. Yeah, that's the thing is like Cyprus is very exclusive. And I'm pretty sure they don't play there much anymore. Like back in the day, they probably did. And it used to be in the Pro-Am Rota and they got rid of it. Like, but you don't hear like the people of Cyprus clamoring for like visibility. Seminole, Cyprus, Pine Valley. Like. Just go away. Like no one cares. Like this. And that's the thing is like, I know I'm never getting to this course. So why should I give yeah. a shit? I've but seen what, people what, talk what did about I say that to you too. About, and I was going to say, what did I say to you about Pinehurst? Yeah, so we could, we could literally go play. And I said, I was like, oh, the U.S. Open's at Pinehurst. That might be an easy trip, but, you know, I kind of want to play it before I see it. Like, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to go watch a golf course I could play. Right. And that's, so I've seen people talk about that online too, is that, the part of the allure to the U.S. Open is that they play it on courses that we can play, well, typically, right? So it Ty- kind of. Some people are saying that, but if we really break down the U.S. Open, they don't have a rota, but like typical U.S. Open courses, you know, we can play Pebble, Torrey, Pinehurst. Um, I'm not going to go in order, but like we cannot play Marion, Oakmont, Shinnecock. Um, I know it's switched, but the we, country could play, club. We, could, we could play Beth page. Beth page is PGA now, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. P, but so the PGA championship gets the same thing. Like we can't go play Oak Hill, but we could play Beth page. Right. Um, so that's a like I don't I don't need it to be a play like every once in a while having it well so now we, we we've got that Pinehurst and Pebble are in like the rotation so there should be some level of course that we can play um right. but that being said it's like it's not gonna be that either because it's too hard to get a championship layout. And have it a championship layout that you can also pack that many people into. It's just hard to do. Yeah. It's just, just hard. Yeah. Like, so Kiowa, I, like we can play Kiowa. Yep. That was a PGA. We can play Beth Page. So it's almost, I don't, it's not 50 50, but it's probably like one in three. Yeah. One in three events, like are places that we could play. Um, but I don't need it to be that either because U.S. Open, like, give me Oakmont, Shinnecock, Oakland Hills, the Country Club, Wingfoot. Give me those places. Wingfoot, maybe not. Those members are kind of fucking lame, too. Like, they were probably super psyched that, like, they had the COVID year, so there were no fans there. <laughs> like, that's my only – like, if if you have a membership and you don't want the U.S. Open, just don't have it. It's easier that way. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly to your point before, right? Like you can't have it both ways. So what I was saying before too was so effectively there's only 9,000 general admission tickets available and the the LA Country Club members bought up some of those tickets so the numbers would go down. So you have less than 9,000 people. Let's let's be positive. Let's say it's per day, 
right? Like let's, let's not assume it's the entire weekend. Let's say it's nine, less than 9,000 per day. Um, in contrast last year, when it was at the country club, it was 40,000 per day. So 40,000 general admission tickets were sold per day. And at LA country club, you have less than 9,000 per day. It's so it's, it's stupid. Right. And then also people are, like I said, though, the guys, the players are talking shit about the course and also like, it doesn't feel quite like a U.S. Open when two guys go out on Thursday and shoot 62. And Tommy Fleetwood was flirting with another 62. I don't think, I think they were saying, I don't think there's ever been three people to shoot a 62 in a U.S. Open ever. No one shot a 62 in a U.S. Open until this week. There's been one 62 in a major. Yeah. Brandon Grace did it at the Open in 2017. Yeah. So not only what did they break the scoring record, they did it twice in 20 minutes. And then if yeah. Tommy Fleetwood didn't fucking yip his putt, right, we would have had three. Right. So I mean, we'll see what the back looks like because the the back kind of looks tough, and Wyndham Clark is in the shit right now. Um. So the winning score could still end up being somewhere around 10, but maybe. I mean, after th- go, like this morning, right before the round started, if you asked me Uh-oh. what I thought would get it done, no, you, I would. You, you're, you got ten seconds. Yeah, I would have said. Um, I would have said thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, so I mean, this the is number. This actually kind of um, not quite stinks of Pinehurst twenty fourteen, because I don't think anything. <laughs> I don't think anything will actually be Pinehurst twenty fourteen. I'm still pissed at fucking Martin Keimer for ruining that for me. Like I got, so I got back into golf in 2013. I watched a ton of, so I watched the masters that year. I watched a ton of the U S open at Marion that year. Like that one was the big one for me. Like 2013 U S open. I watched like live from every night and, um, And I remember with Marion, they were concerned about 62s at Marion. And ultimately, Justin Rose won at one over for the, for the event. And it's just like Marion's short. They grew the fucking rough. And those greens are just fucking hard. Like they are really, <laughs> really fucking hard greens. Yeah. Um, So like Marion ended up didn't getting into it. So then Pinehurst came in in 2014 and it's like, oh, they've they've renovated Pinehurst. They brought it back to, you know, it's in the Sand Hills, North Carolina. So it's like we got waste areas, we got a more natural landscape, more natural grasses, less green, less like polished, like less of the Payne Stewart Pinehurst that we saw. And then Martin Keimer came out 65-65. Yeah. And the only thing that changes between Martin Keimer at Pinehurst and this event is that. Martin Keimer won by eight at eight at eight under no uh, nine under. He gave one back uh, over the weekend. So the rest of the course held up. One guy just played out of his fucking mind. But again, right. it's like I th- I think he was late early, so it was fucking over by Friday morning. And Wyndham Clark is fucking ejecting right now. Holy shit! Um, 
don't know what that's for. Bogey? No. Two in, three, four, five. I think that's for Bogey. Um, yeah, my world, he's just chipped out his fifth shot. Onto the green, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's got um, like a, a three-footer. Yeah. Look. Shoffley one out of the bunker. This is hysterical. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's like the guy, like, it, the only, like, with the U.S. Open, it's like, I just would like for it to be hard. Like, it's supposed to be, like, the, like, golf's biggest challenge. Like, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, but I mean, we've like, talked about it, right, three years in a row, the winning score was six under for the weekend. Yeah. So, you, it, you give these guys, what is it, Se- it's 72 holes, right? And it's, I mean, depend, it depends whether it's a par 70 or 71, 72. So whatever, like 270 something holes roughly, right? They could only come out six under par. Like, yeah. And I think that's a really fucking hard course. <laughs> and I think what happens is the guy, because it goes back to 18 at Chinnacock where the guys bitched and moaned and pissed and fucking Phil fucking slapped that ball back, whatever. <laughs> um. If you make it too hard, you get killed. So I think six under is a nice like medium for them now. It's never going to be an even or an over par or anything anymore. There's no way. Uh, the USGA is soft. The players are soft. And then the courses don't want their place getting a bad reputation. So like six under, fine. But I also get super annoyed when it's like super gettable day one, kind of gettable day two, and then it's like, oh, okay, now we'll slam you because like it was kind of fair. We saw what the numbers would be, and now we'll fix it. It's like, come on, man. But like you don't have to do shit like that at Chinnacock and Oakmont. There's been enough U.S. Opens where – if you want that winning score to be fucking six under, you can pretty much create an algorithm for how that setup's going to be and right. then just adjust for weather. Um, but I don't know. Like Clark's at 11. I know the play starts to buck on hole 10, but like, I yeah. don't know. Whatever. Yeah, like I said, we'll see like, I thought the winning score was probably going to be somewhere like 13 or 14. Um, and the over that, under before the round was eight and a half under that uh, before um, the tournament, before the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So like 13 or 14, like that doesn't scream us open to me. Right. If the winner is 14 under, it's like, no, and okay, I don't you get- can get, you can, you can, the winner at four was 14 under. I don't know. Like fucking pick, pick a fucking thing. What was the winner at quail hollow? Probably around like, that. Probably about Clark. 14 under. Yeah, hell, hey. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just don't see what's so wrong about, like, really putting it to these guys, like, once a year. I don't know. They're fucking soft. Yeah, it. I, I agree. So, um, yeah. L.A. sucks. L.A. Going, Country Club sucks. It's going back in 2039. Yeah. Oh, the other thing, too. Because I'm because I'm not done. I'm not done yet. This is how much I fucking hate um hate LA and and apparently this tournament. Um the West Coast timing of this, 
fucking retarded. Um, so granted, yesterday was a Saturday, right? So you, typically people are more likely to stay up on a Saturday night. Um, the fucking golf didn't end until 11 o'clock Eastern time. There's no need for on a Saturday for the leaders to go off at 340 local. Yeah. Why didn't they just go off at two o'clock local? Yeah. Why was the first tee time 940? It's you know what fucking, I saw? I, I bet you that's a fucking LA thing. Like, oh, well, we don't want them to get up too early. Well, you know what I well, we saw? Don't, we don't want to ask our Twitter. grounds crew to be there at 530. Uh, that that seems a little bit more likely. Um, but I saw someone on Twitter put out that the members were bitching that they couldn't get out to play Saturday morning. So this, they this place does not deserve a US Open. So this they, place doesn't deserve they shit. pushed the tea times back to allow for members to get out and play Saturday morning. They let them out. I have no way to confirm this. No, this is a random there's tweet. There's no way they let them out. No. It's a random tweet way. I saw from someone on Twitter. There's no that, way they let them that out. That was a tweet that I saw. It might have been in reply to like, I don't know, Rappaport or something like that. Because someone, some whoever it was, was also complaining about the late start time, and there was a reply that said um, the LACC members were complaining that you know they wouldn't be able to get their tea time Saturday morning, so they pushed it back so they could play early, which seems highly unlikely. There's no way like, that that happened. I'm I'm more. Um, I'm more apt to believe your side of it, right? Where it's like, oh, well, we can't have the groundskeepers there too early. And, you know, we don't really start work until nine. Like that type of that type of stupid fucking LA mentality. I think that's a lot more likely. Um, but yeah, that would be fucking absolutely insane if it were true. Um so yeah, the star times, fucking stupid. Those suck too. Uh, so then what do they do today on a Sunday night? Oh, they go, oh, we'll start the tea times an hour earlier. So now it's going to like, we're not going to know who wins the tournament until 10 o'clock tonight on a Sunday. Now I'm off tomorrow because I'm playing in a golf tournament. So I, selfishly, like I don't really give a shit. Um, but this is this is ridiculous, right? Like, so you're setting up for a terrible, terrible fucking weekend. I'm really going to be curious to see what the ratings are, what the TV ratings are, because you have guys basically having their way with the golf course, right? For the most part, right? Obviously, that's not the it's not the rule, but the guys at the top basically having their way with the course. You have um, the vibe at the course isn't great right matt fitzpatrick saying it sucks because there's no one there because the country club bought up its own tickets to have less people and now you have the timing where you're not going to know who wins until 10 p.m on the east coast so this fucking sucks right this is uh it's it's i think it's probably the worst u.s open that I at least have been following. Aaron for Hill's all, the worst for me. For all things included. Aaron Hills, oh. Aaron Hills was the most useless for me. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what Bruce won at 16 under. Right? Yeah. It was yeah. a 72. It was wide fairways, full length. It, it so if you want like you want to talk US Open, complete opposite of everything US Open. At least this course like fits the mold of like what a US Open is should be like whatever. Aaron Hills was a fucking head scratcher for me, which sucks because it's supposed to be awesome. Like it's like because it's again it's a it's a public or a, or a resort however you want to consider it. It's it supposed to be Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I'm, I think it's Aaron Hills, Wisconsin. I don't know where that is. Um, I want to say it's not close to pair up with Whistling Straits. I think it's too far away. Um, but yeah, Aaron Hills is supposed to be sick. But like for a U.S. Open, waste of time. Yeah. And then like Chambers was a, I still, I still feel bad about Chambers to this day. (laughs) Chambers was supposed to be awesome. Like it was supposed to be super cool. They had shitty weather. The greens browned out. The fucking POA was all fucked up. Like they had a bad weather year and it just made the place shit. So it's supposed to be six since then, but, but I don't know. I mean, scoring wise, it was still five. Yeah. That's what won it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. This, this one, this one, like, I don't know. I don't know what this one, I don't know what to think. Cause there's no fan. Like there's no fans that that's bullshit. Um, yeah, it just blows my mind that there's less than 9,000 people. And last year in Brookline, there were 40,000 per day. Remember how hard it was to get tickets, too? Yeah. We thought we had it tough. I guess Tory they put in fucking 200,000 people. Wow. Maybe Shinnecock, too. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Pinehurst will be fucking sick next year. I hope so. And if not, <laughs> then we get Oakmont soon and Shinnecock will be down the road. And Yeah, it would be I nice think- to get the country club back in there. Right? Like to get, you know, I think 2031 is the next possible 30, time. 31's the next open date. I think it's like 31, 36, 38, and 40 are the next four open dates. Yeah. Um, Pinehurst, Pebble, they're already slotted. Marion's already slotted. They could get another one. They could get that 2040, and then they would be like an every 10-year type of thing. Um, Oakland Hills is getting in there later. Yeah, I saw that. So, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, the guys seem to like, like the players themselves seem to like I don't it. think anyone had anything to complain about with the country club. Yeah. I think there were a few guys that even said like it would be cool to come back here more frequently yep. than once every 30 years. <laughs> yep. And that like and I think like Brookline, Shinnecock, Oakmont, those are your three like they're private, they're classic, they're tried and true in their like cool spots. Um Pinehurst is definitely unique. Um Pebbles, I mean, Pebbles, Pebble. Yeah. I mean, I think they need to mix in Olympic Club. 
which I don't know. The women played there, so I don't know if Olympics getting too short. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is because it's like you like I don't like. That's the thing is I don't mind the West Coast. I just mind the fucking two thirty local tee off. I want to say that Chambers Bay event was over by eight, which means they would have teed off around like twelve twelve thirty local. Yeah. So just do that, like which is fine. All they do is sit around all day anyway. Yeah. You hear it all the time. It's like, what do you do to kill time all day? Oh, you do this, whatever. Just push the fucking tee times early. Yeah. Send the first group off at fucking 730 and just fucking get it over with. Yeah. Then the guys or, can catch their flights home. Or split the tees. Like, oh, they whatever. won't do that. They won't do that. <laughs> I mean, they would do it if it, if there were weather. Weather. Involved. Weather. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. Yeah. Like you said, just send the guys off early. What's what's the matter with sending the first group out, like you said, at 7 a.m.? Who gives a shit? You're literally just barely made the cut. Yeah. All again, all it does is get potentially gets them home same day. Right. Right. So I don't know. That was a half hour on why LA sucks and why the country club is shit. So um <laughs> LA country. But, uh, yeah. Not not the right LA the yes LA country club the country club is great in Brookline. Um, all right, what else do we have going on here? Um, so actually, I want to throw this out here now. Um, Apple TV Plus, whatever the fuck their streaming service is, um, has absolute fucking bangers. Like they have fantastic tv shows and i um i feel like i need to apologize to them for underestimating them because for the longest time i was like oh cool another streaming service apple's fucking streaming service like don't give a shit about that don't really care here um and so amy and i have started watching some shows on there they're all really fucking good um, there's one that we started watching that we both, that we bailed on called the foundation. It's, um, it's based on a book by Isaac Asimov, who's like one of the, you know, early I, I sci-fi. Yeah. He's a sci-fi guy. Um, but it was a little, it's, it's weird. It's a little bit like, um, star Wars meets like fucking, I don't know. Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess. Like it's 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 weird. Um but or Dune. I think that's probably what it is. I think it's it's Star Wars it, cuz I know everyone talks about how Star Wars and Dune is like you know George Lucas ripped off Dune or whatever. I think they both ripped off Foundation. Um cuz they're all kind of similar in a way. But and I think Asimov was probably the first out of all of them. Um so that one we bailed on, but some of these other shows, dude, they're like actually really fucking good. So we watched Blackbird, uh, which actually came out last year with um, Taron Egerton and Ray Liotta is in it. I'm trying to think of anyone else that's big that's in it. That might be it for like big names, but I love Taron Egerton. Um, I think he's a phenomenal actor. So that's, you know, Elton John for anyone who doesn't know who that is or um Eggsy in the Kingsman 
uh, trilogy, or I don't think it's, I don't know if it's a trilogy yet. Well, it was, but the third one was a prequel. So the Kingsman first two series, um, he's fantastic. So it's based on a true story. And it's about this guy who, I won't spoil it really, but it's about this guy who gets arrested and is given an opportunity to get out of jail um, if he can get a confession from someone who is in jail for murder who's about to get released on trial for like technicality. So it's fucking great. Uh, there's suspense. There's like the actors are phenomenal. Um, it's really good stuff. So again, it's Blackbird on um, on Apple TV Plus. So big fan of that. Um, what's another one? Oh, so the next one we watched was um, it's called The Last Thing He Said to Me. It's got Jennifer Garner and the dude from Game of Thrones uh, who plays Jamie Lannister. He's the dad. Um, that one's really good. That one's like a twist. So that's like, it's got a really good storyline. Um, there's a, there's a crazy fucking weird twist that happens like maybe five episodes in, I think it's only eight, eight or nine episodes long. Um, maybe even less, maybe it's only seven or eight, but that show, that show is phenomenal. Um, that's like a, you're on the edge of your seat. Like you don't want to you don't want to stop watching, right? Like you, that's how they suck you into binging. Um, the last thing he said to me, I think is what it is. Yeah. Um, and then the last one that we the one that we've been watching now is called shrinking. So it's a absolutely hilarious comedy show with Jason Siegel in it. And it's actually pretty cool because I haven't seen like a good, decent, like comedy. Um, but it's also got some like quasi serious plot lines to it. So, I mean, Jason Siegel's amazing. I love him too. He's, I'll watch basically anything that he's in. Um, forgetting Sarah Marshall is one of my favorite movies of all time. So, um, I could watch that movie a million times in a row. Um, who else? Uh, oh, Harrison Ford is in it with him. And I know you, well, yeah, you've watched some, you've come around on Harry Potter, but Professor Lally from Fantastic Beasts, um, the, the black lady is in this show too. So it's pretty fucking hilarious. Jason Siegel, Harrison Ford, and, um, the Professor Lally from Harry Potter is, uh, they're all therapists and they're all like going through their own individual shit and like, it's just it's just hilarious. It's got like elements of like some old TV shows because Jason Siegel has like a nosy neighbor that's like all up in his shit, kind of like um, Home Improvement, right? Where like not that Wilson was like all up in his shit, but like he was always just kind of there. So it's um it's pretty good, and there's a lot of really good comedy, uh, a lot of good comic relief, but again, somewhat serious stuff. So. I mean, right off the bat, those are three shows that are on Apple Apple streaming um, that absolutely knock it out of the park. So we finished Blackbird, right? We finished the last thing he said to me, and we're like halfway through shrinking right now. So those first two, 
they're probably like hour, like 45 to 60 minute uh, episodes. And shrinking is like your classic, you know, it's a comedy. So it's like 30 to 40 minute episodes. So um, pretty good stuff there. Do you, do you guys have Apple plus streaming, whatever the fuck? I think the only thing we've watched is Ted Lasso. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. So I've never watched Ted Lasso, um, but I know Amy likes it. That's interesting um, that in a kudos to Apple TV, you've never seen Ted Lasso. That's yeah. probably the only reason anyone even has Apple TV. Yeah, probably. I think so. Because we use Mary's. Shout out to Mary. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> I don't think we have our own. Yeah. I don't know who it belongs to, but... So yeah, they they both watch Ted Lasso, um, but I've never seen it. But you know, we we're like kicking around, especially a day like yesterday when no one of consequence teed off until like three o'clock in the afternoon, and it was rainy and shitty, and I got all my grocery shopping and everything and laundry done by like eleven a.m. It's like, what the fuck am I going to do? So we start like just watching TV shows, and that's how we found shrinking. Um, but yeah, all of these are just perusing on on Apple TV. So yeah, kudos to uh to Apple TV for being a lot better than I thought. So I'm an asshole. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um all right, we'll get to we'll get one more thing before we wrap things up. We'll keep it relatively short and sweet today because we got uh obviously major golf to watch. So I saw this this morning and I thought it was absolutely um, ridiculous, but also like a little bit of a silver lining here. So the, um, the Oscars that no one gives a shit about anymore, right? That people don't really watch either. Um, they came out with a new rule that, let me see if I can find it. Um, okay. So starting with the March, 2024 awards. So literally the next Oscars movies will not be considered for a best picture nomination unless they meet two out of the following four standards. One of them is featuring a lead or significant supporting character from a quote, underrepresented racial or ethnic group. Um, have a main storyline that focuses on an underrepresented group, or at least 30% of the cast comes from two or more underrepresented groups. So that's that's pretty great. Yeah, so... So they won't even like... be nominated. Yeah, so this thing that no one watches, you may as well just stop. Cuz yeah. now it cuz now it's it's not it's handicapped. It's a net event. Yeah. So you either have to have a lead actor who's a minority of some so it, kind. So it's the lead, so what what are the three? It's the lead, it's the, the lead, the plot, the lead, the storyline. Or the cast as a whole needs to have at least 30% of oh, some sort of... That's easy. 
But what will end up happening is the winner will be selected from more of those first two points as opposed to that third one. Right. Yeah, that's just, you know, you're just out outcuting yourself. Again, like like they're creating solutions for I want to be careful. Uh solutions for problems that don't exist and it's not that racial problems don't exist, it's that it's not like the racial problems are not fixed by movies. Right. So whatever I would problem, also argue that there aren't real racial problems in movies. Right? Like yeah. Hollywood does a pretty good by, job by rule is generally very liberal. So there's not a lot of like racial strife in Hollywood, right? So like for Hollywood to be like, well, these are the standards we're putting down. It's like, well, you guys aren't really like a source of racism to begin with. Yeah. So no, yeah, no one asked. So yeah, no one asked for this. You know what I mean? It's not like we're not talking about like, you know, town government elections in Alabama, right? Like, yeah. Or maybe it's like, maybe you could maybe you could employ some of that in in the the board of selectmen in some of the towns in Alabama. Yeah, and it's maybe. like it's not like tomorrow tomorrow I'm gonna wake up and be like, you know what? I'm gonna be sympathetic towards the people that are coming in through the border of Texas and Arizona. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think I've been too hard on them to this point, so I think I'm gonna be more sympathetic towards them. You know, yeah. living in Massachusetts. Yep. That'll solve it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Nope. Sure doesn't. Oscar's so, a waste of time anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're you're no longer also like it's not best picture. Like it's yeah, not it's, the best picture. You're now you're now coming out right and saying it's the, a, it's the a flight. Yeah, it's not the best picture. It's the one that has diversity in it. Yes, because they came out and said the God. If this was always the case, the Godfather never would have been nominated for any awards. Yeah, because it's bad. There's too many white people. Yeah. So luckily, through this, there has been a lot of pushback from people in the industry. So, like, I'm I've read um, part of the article in the New York Post, which I think is a little bit more right leaning anyway. Um, but there are directors. Post, yeah. None of them, there's no actual names that have been used except for um, Richard Dreyfus. Um, well, I don't really know who Richard Dreyfus is, but he has a really familiar name. Oh, I was thinking, of, I was going to Sleepless in Seattle, but I think that's Richard Gere. Yeah, I think that's Richard Gere. Um, he likes to put gerbils in his ass anyway. Does he actually? <laughs> no. So there's a really fucked up, like hilarious story. I think it's, um, I think it was Sylvester Stallone who hates Richard Gere. Somebody, I forget it. Some actor in Hollywood who was like an action star hates Richard Gere. So he started these rumors about Richard Gere, like over the last, like however many decades and like they caught fire and now it's like urban legend. So it's like people really think that like Richard Gere is this like fucked up person 
but it's all just because like Sylvester Stallone's a dick and hates him and was spreading rumors. Like there's no truth to any of it at all. But I just remember one of them was um, he puts gerbils in his ass. <laughs> they talked about it on an episode of uh, Drinking Bros because Ross Patterson has an in with Hollywood from, you know, oh, that yeah. was his, his previous career. So I forget who the, again, who the actor was. I want to say it was Stallone, but it was someone, someone like that. Um, but yeah, so Richard Dreyfuss was the only one that put his name to these quotes, but in the article, there's actors and directors that are saying this is ridiculous. So, I mean, we are getting at least a little bit of pushback from the people in the industry, but I mean, I feel like it's uh, too little too late at this point. And it's not going to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I wasn't watching the 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 Oscars, the Oscars anyway. Yeah, exactly. And even I think even when the Oscars were a big deal, um, even then it's like again my opinion, which isn't worth shit. But it would always be like all these like best picture movies, and I'm like, none of these movies are any good, or I don't want to watch any of these. So I'll just watch right. what I like and Oscars be fucking damned. Right. All right. Uh, you want to wrap this up? We can wrap this up. What do you um, got? So I went and played Marion Golf Club. Um, not to be confused with Marion. <laughs> not to be comp- Nope, definitely not Marion. <laughs> Marion, Massachusetts. Um, this was prompted because there was a three day member guest at Sharon, which I was not playing in. Um, I had the morning off and I had to be back at work like noon at the latest had to be there. So I look at George, Wright, Nothing. I look at DW. Nothing. Um, I really don't want to play West Bridgewater, but I could, um, you're not technically you're not Boston resident, right? No. Plus yeah, so those things are, those things are a lottery system anyway. Yeah, cuz you I will cuz with but Bill, perfect. like I think Bill can get preferred tea times through Well, George no, so Ray. Bill Bill has to get a permit. Oh, okay. And then okay. he can get the or maybe Bill would have to look into it because yeah. the the permit holder I think you pay for like you get it's almost like a membership. Right. Maybe he can get preferred tea times without the permit. But anyway, so the permit's onto a lottery system if you don't have one. Um, so Bill would have to sign up for that. Um, so I I think I took like a quick look at Brook Meadow. I'm like, I'm not playing Norton. I don't like Norton. I don't want to play Easton. And I don't know what made me think of it. I go, you know, Marion golf course is supposed to be like it's a nine holer. Everything I've heard about it is it's supposed to be like fun, unique, like a cool little spot. Like there's fucking stone walls on the golf course, like supposed to be pretty cool. And I look and they have a 640 tee time. And it says $29. I go, oh, 29 for nine holes. I go 58. Yeah, that's not that's not bad, right? Look below. The next tee time is 650. Only nine holes available, $21. The $29 was for 18 holes. Oh, shit. (laughs) So 
I'm like, okay. So I do the math and I'm like, all right, this is going to require me to get up early and get my shit together. But like, whatever, it's supposed to be cool. If I don't like it, I'll just never go back. <laughs> and I had texted a guy who lives down that way, a guy from the gym. I was like, hey, I'm thinking about, I goes, I'm playing little Marion. You know, if you're around, let me know. He goes, oh, dude, I might try to join you. I'm like, okay, whatever. So uh, I slept my way down there. You know, I roll up and then the guy comes out. He goes, single? I go, yep. He goes, all right. Um, he goes, he goes, there's a group of three. He goes, I'll send you out before him. I go, yeah, man, whatever. He goes, you ever played here before? I go, no. He goes, let me get you a map. I go, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, it's never a good sign. <laughs> yeah. So he's drawing on this fucking map. He goes like after two, he goes, so he goes, you're going to hit your tee shot on two and there's going to be a green straight away. He goes, that's seven green. He goes, don't hit to that green. <laughs> he goes, and I had, I had done like my Google earth stuff. So I, I knew it was a dog leg, right? He goes, it's yeah. dog leg, right? He goes, that's, he goes, you hit to that green. He goes, then you're going to cross a little road and follow the signs for three T. Okay. <laughs> um, so the guys go, hey, go, they go, hey, there's a bell on the tree down there on one. When you leave one, just, you know, hit it for us. No problem, man. So play the first hole, hit the bell, go over to two, hit my tee shot, and I see someone walking up. It's fucking Jim. He didn't fucking, t I go, you, I go, you didn't fucking text me. He goes, yeah, I texted you when I got to the parking lot. I'm like, dude, that was not enough time. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, eh, fuck it. I'm like, he goes, what'd you hit here? I go, six iron. He goes, okay, good enough. <laughs> so he ended up meeting me there. Um, so we play two. And then we go over to the third hole. And I'm looking at it. And, you know, I had played blues. So I didn't know if the tees were like Sharon. And Jim, he, he sets up. He goes, he goes, where are you looking? I'm looking that way. He goes, no, hole goes the other way. I go, fuck. I go, I absolutely would have hit it the wrong way <laughs> because I asked the guys on the tee. I'm like, are blues and whites different? They go, no, they're basically the same thing. I'm like, okay. But I'm like, look in. Uh, I, I, I think I, so the thing is though, if I put that tee in the ground, I probably would have looked to see which ball, what, what club I was supposed to hit. I probably would have noticed that it was a par three and I probably would have turned around and noticed it. But this is one of those greens that's completely hidden by the stone wall. So I don't know if I would have fucking seen it like <laughs> but whatever crisis averted. Um, so. All in all. Um, we played in three hours walking 18 holes. Like when we came off 18, the guy goes, Oh, I'm making the turn. He goes, Nah, man, we're done. He goes, so You guys are done already? Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, so I have I have my notes and my thoughts. <clears throat> so things about this core. So, dude, like this place is just fun. Like, that's all it is. Like, it is a fun golf course. So the greens are crazy sloped. So, like that second green, like Keeping a ball on it is fucking impossible. Like, you want to talk turtle back? Like, fucking <laughs> crazy. Like, I don't even know how they put multiple pin locations on that 
course. It's fucking stupid. That's got to be a hike for you. It was like 50 minutes down and 40 minutes back. Oh, really? It was 50 minutes down and then 40 minutes back to the gym. Okay, because it says it's telling me it's 52 minutes from my house. That's because I think it's in a pretty inaccessible location for you. It's very easy for me to shoot down 24. No, uh, shoot down 495. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I get right on 495. I mean, yeah, I gotta then, go up. But then you I have to. So if you take, but if you take four ninety five, you almost have to go around. Can you get on one ninety five anywhere? Yeah, I have to go down through Providence. Oh, uh, yeah. So there's no direct route for you. That's why it takes so long. Yeah, but four ninety five for you is the same as four ninety five for me. It's the same road. <laughs> No, no, it is, but I'm effectively just driving in a straight line the whole time. When you get on 495, you can't just take a straight line to Marion. Marion, fuck. <laughs> you have to drive like around, even if it's a little bit. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's like, um, yeah, because the, the distance from Milton to it and you to it is the same. Yeah. But you're like way south of me. So obviously there's no direct way to get over there. Yeah. Um plus do you have to you have to get on 95 to go to 495, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're driving a little like that that's that's all it is, just a little out of the way. But anyway, for me to get back to the gym was only 40 minutes. Um and then when they say like there's like, like stone walls, like dude, there's like a few of them out there. So it's like um you know, you hit over, like, you can't even see the third green because you're hitting over a stone wall. And actually, there's, like, it almost, like, surrounds the whole thing. Um, Three. Four. There's one, like, in the fairway. It's a par five. Which means five. There's one coming back, so you just lay up before it. Six, you're clear. Seven, you're clear. Eight. They uh, block the green, and then nine, they block the green. So that green's almost completely blind. It's like a little punch punch bowl, and it's like 115 yards. But again, like you can't see shit, so you just hit it over and fucking hope for the best. <laughs> um, and then like some of the shots, like so obviously if it's if it with the stone walls, like you have some blind shots. Um, it's not a long place. And I think I hit one driver aside. I think it was just on the sixth hole. I think everything else was a layup. I probably, like, looking back, like, if I wanted to, there was a wall I could have tried to hit over with driver. And then, like, the seventh hole, I don't know if I quite have that strategy down. It's just, like, it's 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 super old. And, um, like, they just have, like like, the seventh hole specifically – they just have these like random fucking shitty waste bunkers just like right where you want to land a driver or it's like the whole dog legs. There's a couple trees over like, like it's actually like not to be, cause again, I'm no like architecture nerd, but like some of the strategy on this course is just fucking insane because like, especially that seventh hole, it's like, if you want to bury a driver straight, like you could get tree trouble. And if you want to try to take it, the shape of the hole, well, you could get a shitty lie, like in a one of those weird ass waste bunkers or rocks or fucking high grass. Um, so 
like I only hit one driver, but I did have some like 140 approaches, 150 approaches because of it. But like other than that, I mean, it's really not a long golf course. It's like 5,800 yards, uh, yeah, three, par, three par threes, one par five. Um, so the par fours do have a little bit more teeth than you'd think. Um, so the other thing with this place and why it's like kind of relevant this week too. And I probably saw some posts about it and whatever George Thomas did this. This is his first design and he's the guy who did LA country club and Bel Air and Riv, um, before going out to LA, this is the course he did. So, um, you know, that's kind of cool. It's a little different. Like, and you can see that with like some of what's out there. Um, is the first hole a par five? No, it's a short par four that you hit downhill to. It's pretty cool. Still downhill. <clears throat> so um, Riv and LACC are both downhill par fives on the first hole. Probably just doesn't have enough land. Yeah. Do par five. Or maybe he didn't figure that out until he got to LA. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, and then I will say the greens for how crazy slope they were, they weren't slow, but they were a great speed for how much slope there is. So they're so not the, the second hole really, really hard. The is green the is with the turtle green. The green's yeah. fucking impossible. Well, That's... so it's, it's not really hard because it's a six iron and a wedge. And you sh- theoretically should be able to get to like theoretically it should be a pretty straight straightforward par yeah because that was the other thing too they said with the these designs is the first hole is really easy and then the second hole kicks you in the teeth no this one does not but also i mean none of the holes are like super hard at marion um but like yeah the greens weren't like crazy fast because if they were like it would be stupid it would be a fucking it would be an absolute gong show. Um, and I guess, I don't know what, pr- I think, I don't or I don't know what prompted it, but it was getting a little bit of love. And then, because I had heard about it, like, you know, fried egg, whoever talked about it a little bit. And I guess, so some Catancet members, which is right down the street, they grew up playing there. So they put some of their money into it. Um, so the greens like, dude, it's like pretty good. Like I know people who've gone there in the past and they were like, it's fun, but shitty. And it's like, I would not say it's shitty at all. Um, it's not Catancet for fucking damn sure. But yeah, dude, it, w- it was fucking solid. Um, I really enjoyed playing there. So as we're walking off. Or I guess I, he he probably mentioned it before. Jim Jim had told me he goes Catanza's right down the street. I'm like, oh yeah. He goes, no. I mean, he goes, dude. I'm fucking telling you, it's on this road. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. So when we finished early because we played so fucking fast. I gave myself four hours. We played in three. I was like, all right, I'll drive down to Catanza. So I took the road. That place just looks fucking nuts. Like, yeah. Looks so cool. And you can see a shitload of the golf course as you're driving to the main entrance. Is it on the water? Yeah. 
it's got the like so the I think it's the third hole. It's a par three. At high tide, it's a water hole, and at low tide, it's a sand hole. Like Catanzas, Catanzas is supposed to be pretty cool. Is that super private? Yeah, it's like a top five, top seven in the state. Oh wow! Um, it's got to be so fucking hard in the wind. Like I think there's like, like it's probably the front nine. It looks like there's like no trees, and then there's like some trees in the back. If I'm if I'm if I'm guessing layout correctly, yeah. Uh, well, is there any way we can ever play it? <laughs> they dance it. Yeah, do they do tournaments or anything. I, don't, I right now I don't have a route to dance it. Yeah. If I if I sign up for something else next year, I could potentially play. All right. Um, so my final thoughts here, we're going to kind of circle back to uh, LACC because I hate it. And I saw this one thing. Someone posted a video. It was actually hilarious. And the uh, it was a video on Twitter and the, the actual tweet said um, performing like the most evil task or something like that something something along those lines and it was a guy it was a guy videoing his feet of taking off his shoes and putting his golf shoes on in the parking lot (laughs) oh yeah you can't do that so that's one of the rules at la country club is you can't put your shoes on in the parking lot and first of all I want to ask why I I have a feeling I know why. Um, And then second, I want to ask you, have you ever played? um, You ever played anywhere that has that rule? Um, I have not. And the reason being is it's an, it's a very old school type of rule. Um, And it goes back to, like uh they don't want you changing your shoes in the parking lot because it circumvents using like the locker attendants and the staff and stuff um so like when you have these like super old school like old school and pre- it's got to be old and prestigious courses um like you know there's locker room attendants and like like, dude, there's like a sh- like there's like a shoe room. Like, you go up and it's like, oh, hey, Mister Dadaro, here are your here are your shoes. Um, so like that's like that's some people's jobs to like do that stuff. Now, I think I saw somewhere that LACC was a no tipping course, but then it would be like one of those things like you're trying not to tip the locker room people because if you just like keep your shoes in your car and you get dressed in the parking lot then you're doing that so that you don't have to tip the staff. That's like the, the heart of the rule. Like that's why that is like that. Dumb rule, Mary. Yeah. It's really stupid. It's it's like such an archaic, like rule and like what, like way of thinking. I also think too, like that. And, and so that's like the, the heart of it. I also do think too, like 
if you if no one's golf shoes hit the parking lot, then they don't have to worry about cleaning the grass out of the parking lot because like that will look like shit. Um, because like that's even, what I figured. I figured they didn't want people banging their shoes in the parking yeah, lot. It's too it's twofold. Because yeah. what they because at Spy and Pebble Spy at Spyglass, um, because it has its own dedicated parking lot. There's a spot where someone will, uh, you sit down and they blow like air blow all the grass and shit off your shoes. And I think that is a measure to avoid like just clumps and clumps of grass in the parking lot every day. Yeah. Um, so I do think it's twofold, but I do, I have heard like some of these old, like when these old school clubs have like, um, because the rule would be clean your shoes before you get to the parking lot. And yeah. then if someone's if someone spots you at, at a member owned club, then they'll just fucking drill you. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of signs in every I think every single golf course I've been to has a sign that says clean your spikes before entering the clubhouse, which is just like common courtesy. Yeah. So if you have the air and you have the brushes and you have that stuff. Um, that stops the parking lot. I think again, when we're talking like these really old school places, it it has to do with like members trying not to tip the staff hmm. or not or not utilize, yeah, um, the facilities. Because I guess too, then it's like uh, some people would try to be like, oh, well, I don't need a locker. I just get dressed in the in the parking lot. It's like no, you're paying for a locker too. Like that, like that's right. how this works. Right, right, right. Because like, because that's the other thing too is like, no matter how much money some people have, they will be cheap in certain things. So it's like, if you told me that I was going to be a member at LA Country Club and a locker a year is two hundred bucks, I wouldn't care about the two hundred bucks. But like, then some people would. Yeah, that's like, yeah, I'll cut you that check for a quarter million dollars in the, you know. 10 to 15 a year, but that locker, no, I don't need that. And it's like, that's, that's where you draw the line. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. 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 So I thought that was, I just thought it was weird. Cause like I've, pl- I've now played probably three like super nice courses between Kapalua, Saratoga and Newport. Right. Like every other course I would say is like nice to very nice. Right. Not like a next, like there's nice. And then there's like next level. Nice. Right. Like, like I said, Newport, Saratoga and Kapalua are off Kapalua in particular. Cause it's a professional, like that's yeah, the, Ka- and, the well, pros play there. Yeah. Kapalua is like a top 100 public. Um, but the thing about all three of those is they're either resort or, public however you want to define them like premier public or premier daily fee like however you want yeah. to define those that's what you're dealing with with those um usually when i play my events you're usually not if if a place had a a rule like if i played a golf course that had a rule you can't put your shoes on in the parking lot and I was playing there for an event, that rule would not be in play. 
because I'm an outsider. I'm not a member. Technically, right. I'm not actually a guest either. I'm a I'm a I'm an event player. Um, yeah. So usually, like when we play, like on a Monday, like technically the course is closed, but it's open to us for the event. Right. Um. Uh, so I've never played any of these places where I've been a guest. Like I feel like myopia hunt kind of fits that. It would be close. Myopia would be close. Um, that's the type. Like that fits the bill because it's old, like super fucking old, super mm-hmm. fucking exclusive. Um, I don't know if that's a rule there. I like, wouldn't be surprised I mean, if it was. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where else I've heard it. But it's got to be like a, it's got to be a place where it's like, you know, women were only allowed to join like fucking 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even still, like they might not have like, the, like, like the men's locker room has to have a bar in it. <laughs> Like, especially like one of the places where uh, <laughs> there is no bartender, you just do whatever you want, but you have to like leave a, um, like a chit slip or whatever. <laughs> like, that's the type of shit we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. But yeah, I mean, I wanted to just bring it up because I thought it was hilarious. Also, myopia is all of those things. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had just heard. I had heard that that was a rule Stupid. there. And then I saw someone posted the video, like I said, g- committing the most evil sin or whatever the fuck yeah. the caption was, but stupid. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, so thank you all for coming along. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, hit that button up there somewhere. Uh, tell everybody you know about the show. Uh, if you're an audio only guy, you also subscribe and you can like, rate, and leave a review on Apple and Spotify. Uh, it helps other people find the show on top of you telling them about it. Uh, so that would be great. Thanks. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. Twitter is sarcasm underscore speaks. Facebook is sarcasm speaks. The website is sarcasmspeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch. Uh, and then while you're buying stuff from us, you can go to moonbrew.com. Use the promo code Jared16159 uh, to get 10% off your entire order over at moonbrew.com and get some awesome uh, sleep tea. Uh, make you sleep like a baby. And then you can go to grillyourassoff.com. Uh, and use the promo code SarcasmPod to get 10% off there as well uh, every single time you check out. And then you can go to mybookie.com, use the same promo code SarcasmPod over there, and they will double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks when you go sign up over there. Uh, so until next time, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>